0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Fidelity or flamboyancy? Fidelity or flamboyancy, that is the question. Since always, we children of Adam and Eve, we tend to prefer the flamboyant. Everything that is big, loud, and fast. And the Old Testament tells us about the rebellion of the Israelites at Mount Sinai. At first, God had awed them from the mountain with thunder and lightning. But then, God had grown mysteriously quiet, still, and slow to respond. And for days and days, the fidelity of Israel is tested. They wait, and they wait, day after day, but there is no sign of Moses' return down from the mountaintop. Finally, the Israelites decide to take things into their own hands, so they craft a god to their liking, a god they can see, this molten calf, a god to which they can have immediate access. And then they set themselves to such loud revelry, the poor Joshua up on the mountain with Moses, Joshua mistakes for battle down below. So Joshua says to Moses, he says, there is noise of war in the camp. But no, it's not war. It's a worldly din of worldly worship. Flamboyancy has triumphed over fidelity. We children of Adam and Eve are no different than the Israelites when our fidelity is put to the test. Oftentimes we require that God be as we want him to be big and loud and efficient, big and obvious so that we can see God and not have to walk by faith. We want God to be loud so that we can hear Him and not be taxed by silence. We want God to be efficient because we do not want to submit ourselves to waiting, and so we prefer flamboyancy over fidelity we leave off our prayers and worship, which seem too ordinary and ineffective by our human estimation, while we get swept up along with today's culture of noise, spectacles, and instant gratification. However, our Lord is telling us today that the kingdom of God is like the mustard seed, that smallest of all seeds. This parable hits us right where we live. Our flamboyancy is flabbergasted by God's fidelity. The mustard seed parable requires us to detach from the big, the loud, and the efficient, and to accustom ourselves to the hidden, the silence, and the slow ways of God. First of all, his kingdom has a silent Hidden growth. It is like that mustard seed scattered on the land that sprouts and grows of its own accord, and the sower knows not how. The growth is unheard and unseen, beyond our reach and control. That growth requires faith and trust that God is indeed at work. This kingdom grows at its own pace, not the sowers. It calls for patience. We cannot command it. We do not set its schedule. Indeed, our schedule must yield to its pace. Our flamboyancy fades before God's fidelity. This kingdom, which is silent and hidden, begins small, like the smallest of seeds which, when sown, springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can dwell in its shade. We being ourselves, we would prefer to begin with something more perfectly certain, something big, something clearly powerful. But here, we must trust in the fruitfulness of what appears entirely insufficient to our all-too-human eyes. The faithful flourish when small, while the apparent greatness of the flamboyant fizzles. The next lesson of this parable foils our flamboyancy by reminding us of how God works with His grace in our souls. We would like for grace to have immediate results, to be obvious. But no, grace is planted within us like a seed, small, silent, slow-growing, because God calls us to trust and to wait. Yes, the Lord works miracles for some, an immediate healing, perhaps, or a sudden lightning conversion. But God does the extraordinary only as reminders of what His grace accomplishes for all, in its ordinary, slow, and hidden manner. For God, fidelity is far above flamboyance, and that's why this parable also captures the spirits of the Catholic liturgy. Ultimately, the Mass is not big, it's not loud, it's not time efficient. Rather, the Mass is simple, silent, and slow. Of course, we rightly adorn the Mass with triumphant hymns, incense, bells, and vestments, yes. But just as St. John's Book of the Apocalypse tells us about the long silence in the angelic liturgy of heaven, so also must we find silence in the liturgy here on earth. Indeed, the heart of the liturgy consists not in its volume, not in its efficiency, but in the silent white host silently lifted to the Father during the quiet canon of the Mass. Under the form of bread, Jesus is, as St. Thomas tells us, latens deitas, veri latitas. Under the form of bread, Jesus is the hidden God truly hiding. Indeed, even the music of our worship is quiet. Gregorian chant is proper to the liturgy precisely because it is a quiet and a quieting music, inclining our hearts to the silent God. The Mass shows us how our flamboyancy fades before God's fidelity. And such is also the case with personal prayer, as today's gospel parable teaches us. God intends to stretch us. God intends to stretch us in faith, trust, and patience. And Lord knows how we need it. We are to offer our prayers as the sower sows the mustard seed, trusting in that hidden growth. So we scatter our tiny little prayers in faith, believing that somehow, we know not how, they will bear fruit. And although God may at times answer swiftly, perhaps even immediately, God chooses to do so only to confirm and to encourage a greater trust and his customary, slow, steady response. And ultimately, every parable of the kingdom describes our Lord himself. Think about it. From the cave of Bethlehem to the tomb at Calvary, Jesus is our model of fidelity. He is the antagonist of flamboyancy. Christ is the small, silent, and still one who did not have to prove himself to anyone. Christ would not stoop to manifest his divinity according to the world's standards. And thus, for this very reason, the world, in its pride, condemned Christ to die in the obscurity in which he had always lived. The Jesus who is crucified and buried is himself the small mustard seed sown in the ground that grows to bear such great fruits. The crucified Christ is silently placed in the earth only to bring forth life we know not how. Even in his resurrection he observes this pattern always faithful never flamboyant. The risen Lord appears to his disciples again and again without fanfare. At times the risen Lord is even obscured from those who love him. What an example of fidelity to cure us of our flamboyancy. So let us learn from the parable of the mustard seed how we must patiently, patiently accustom ourselves to the eternal wisdom of God's silent hidden ways. On these cold, gray days of November, let us renew our resolve to be always faithful never flamboyant, always faithful in our prayers, especially in the morning, always faithful to the duties of our daily routine at the service of others, always faithful in good deeds of charity and courtesy for one another, always faithful to bear our sufferings without complaint as we pray for those people whose sufferings are more painful than our own. Let's not be fooled by flamboyancy because sanctity means fidelity. Fidelity day in and day out. Fidelity when no one is looking. Fidelity when the others have given up. May the holy infant Jesus, who is also our risen Lord, may he help us to be always faithful, never flamboyant. Then the mustard seed of grace planted in our souls of baptism, will slowly but surely grow during our life here on earth, and that seed will flourish with great fruits in the kingdom of heaven forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.